Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello and welcome to this episode of Swanglinese. This week we have the pleasure of uh, two guests in the studio with us uh, today. And uh, we have Shazad and we have uh, Jessica who are with us joining us from uh, their relative businesses. And we're going to have a chat today uh, about what they're doing, a little bit of an educational uh, podcast. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Great Excited to, have, to be here. Great to have you here. And uh, so first things first, let's um, just take it in terms to introduce yourself and which what, what you're representing here in terms of organizations. And, and what, what does it actually mean? Because we're talking about co-working, right? Sure. Uh, let the ladies talk first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Jessica Edwards, and I'm the curator of Nest Dubai co-working space in Barsha Heights. And Nest is one of uh, UAE's, well, it is UAE's first fully integrated co-working space within an internationally branded hotel. So what that means is basically if you are a co-working member, you are also a hotel guest. And so all of those quality services of the pool, free parking, um, discounts at the F&B, you get while you're working. So you can have some way to unplug during the day. Because as I say, no one's nine to five anymore, especially entrepreneurs work crazy hours. So it's a quality of life. Um, package that we're trying to provide people that do need a little bit of unplug opportunities but um, still need to have productive days and and workspace so that's the concept behind nest awesome. uh, over to me i guess yeah. uh, my name is shazad bahati i'm the founder of the co-working pop-up which is uh, located in downtown as our head office uh, really what this is, and this is something I guess we're going to discuss today, is uh, we're a co-working space and an incubator. But more than that, we're now working on this network of spaces around Dubai and around the UAE um, to help startups, entrepreneurs find more flexible and affordable ways to start their business. Yeah, very interesting. And so just so for, for listeners, do you want to just define what, what does co-working actually mean from your perspective? What does it mean? I think this is something which is, uh, you know, hotly debated mm. all over the world. Um, I'll be interested to learn, first of all, what, you know, Jessica's relatively new to the scene coming from the US yeah. and the ecosystem over there. I will be interested to know what Jessica's definition is of co-working coming from the US. And I'll, I'll then kind of go into how we've um, model the co-working space uh, concept in Dubai specifically? Sure. So co-working has been pretty um, standard, I would say, as a emerging market um, in real estate and in the startup scene in the U.S. for the last 15, 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. And the big debate always is between that people get confused about our co-working versus accelerators. So it's pretty black and white of you're either one, you're either both, or um, that's basically it. Mm -hmm. And so co-working typically has been in the U.S. Um, the number one word is flexibility. So it's flexible office space for the solopreneur, someone just starting out to small to medium-sized companies that want affordable workspace and they want the community. They want the, the networking with other professionals and they need professional workspace because 
even if you work at home all day long, um, tw- you know, two times out of the, the week, you're going to need to get out of your pajamas and get back to <laughs> meeting people. So co-working provides, I always say the number word, word is flexibility. Co-working provides um, you to help grow your network and flexible events and workspace and um, professional meeting space and office. Uh, but the big thing when people would say, what's the difference between co-working and accelerator? Accelerators are definitely much more um, pre-revenue. It's to help startups and a lot more programming and, and um, intensive uh, attention to the companies, whereas it's not geared towards small to medium-sized companies or entrepreneurs that are already established and starting to make revenue. That's yeah. the way we've defined it. I agree. It. I agree. Traditionally, even when I first launched the project, um, you know, about almost five years ago, I, I definitely went in looking at models from the US and from the UK. Yeah. And I agree that is the model overseas. But of course, like anything, Dubai is very unique in the way they do business and the way, uh, you know, the way we are uh, doing business and the regulations which are coming into place uh, very rapidly. So for, for, for me specifically, when I launched, uh, we the only options we had in Dubai was to either license as the, as the only option, in fact, was to license as a business center. Mm-hmm. Now, a business center, you need to have minimum requirements of a square footage per particular unit within that facility. And the business centers available at that point in time, five or six years ago, were very clinical, very corporate. You would go in, it's very much... Um, a corporate life uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what I learned early on was, you know, we need to go beyond that and we need to build that community. Um, so for us, what I feel as uh, the way I feel I've defined co-working in Dubai specifically, we didn't decide to go through the business center route. What we decided to do was to take one big office unit in downtown. We then produced this community Um, with packages so for you to do business in Dubai you need to have a trade license for you to have a trade license in Dubai you need to have a local partner or agent who sponsors your company so here we created this whole uh, package where you could take an office facility from us you could take the local partnership and you could take the licensing services that we offer and this is where we defined co-working in Dubai to begin with this is now evolving Um, we had I mean, for me, that's really what co-working is. Everyone was really committed to each other. Everyone was really supporting each other because we had this common, um, common active, uh, sorry, common uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's really how I felt that the co-working word really was embedded into us. But now moving forward, things are changing in Dubai. Since we've launched, we've got a number of um, incubators which are now operating. Uh, we have a number of government initiatives. We have a number of corporate initiatives which are there. And these range from what we would define in the U.S. as incubators, mm-hmm. co-working spaces, accelerators and business centers even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have a lot of companies sitting here. Uh, what are some of the benefits that you have seen working in a co- co-working space like this? What are some of the benefits that you've seen from the, for these companies? Um, it's it's always changing. When we first started, it was the ease of doing business. So so we had a lot of companies and startups and entrepreneurs who liked to use our services or use our facilities and to work with us because everything was done for them. You know, going to the government entities, applying for the trade licenses, all of the um, the 
the the boring stuff, if I can say, <laughs> yeah. and quite but confusing as well. Yeah. Quite confusing as well, especially yeah. if you're new in Dubai. You know? Definitely. And also, I, I think people at that point in time didn't understand the value of the community. Yeah. Now, if we look at the, the, the members who are joining us, uh, they're using us for a wide range of reasons, you know, to, to get out of the house, yeah. uh, to be in an environment where they can network and collaborate with other potential uh, partners or suppliers. Can you come um, in your pajamas? or is it, uh, ah. You can. <laughs> I mean, you can. Sometimes some of the stuff I wear looks like pajamas, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> and it's also very interesting. I, I've seen some of the people who started coming, you know, talking about fashion, people who used to come here in their suits four years ago, and now they're coming in their t-shirts. Yeah, they're flip flops, and that's completely okay. We're not, we're not, uh, we don't define anyone. I'll come in on with a, with a jacket when I have a, an important meeting, and I'll come in in my jeans if I don't. I think fashion, we're beyond the way you need to dress or behave in an office. It's a lot more social. Yeah, yeah, and I would say with with our space with Nest, um, you know, we can't do the business licensing, and we are much more the traditional co working model of the value is the community, the interactions, the social capital that startups and entrepreneurs need. So um, our mission and our tagline is where Dubai's most innovative, creative, and entrepreneurial communities collide. And the reason why I took on this project was I was most excited to try this model of being inside the hotel so that we could make a collision point between the local entrepreneurs and talent and the international um, entrepreneurs and talent. So that's something that I'm really excited about and it's been showing to start to work. For instance, um, back home in, in the States, I was on the team for Startup Grind, powered by Google, the, the Buffalo chapter. And through that network, I had Jan who leads Startup Grind in China. He went on Facebook and was like, hey guys, I'm in Dubai for a layover for 12 hours. Who should I meet? And people tagged me in the Facebook saying, go see Jessica at Nest. And that's a benefit for everyone that sits in my space is, you know, Jan came over and um, he got to network a little bit with, with the folks in the space. And so for me, it's exciting of co-working comes in many different shapes and sizes and different models. And so mm -hmm. the benefits that you can do, like the business licensing and the support and the community that you're building um, is awesome here. And I look forward to the partnership we're doing because on the on the you know networking and the events and the social capital side, that's something that I'm focused really heavily on because you know our model doesn't support the the business licensing like yours does. So, um, but but yeah, I, I would say that it's been very exciting to kind of test in the Dubai market. But I fully agree with you that when I got here less than a year ago. The, the model, excuse me, the model has been super strong with business center slash co-working um, to work with the government regulations and kind of work around maybe some of the, the headaches and the hardships. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen the statistics of solo entrepreneurs in US and Europe? Because I believe most businesses are one-man shows, right? And yeah. is it the same here in UAE? Uh, I would have to ask Shazad about UAE, but for sure, um, you know, all these cool hip terms of solopreneurs, remote workers, um, you know, they do say that in the next 10 years, 
the largest workforce in the world, not just the U.S., will be remote workers, meaning people can work from anywhere on their laptop. And so, therefore, the demand for flexible workspace and flexible Mm -hmm. business communities is on the rise as well. I mean, uh, we're really getting into it now because, obviously... It's changed over the over the past few years, especially now with freelancers, yeah. consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a huge, um, you know, there's been so many job losses in the past few years. So a lot of these corporate uh, people on the corporate ladder have decided to become freelancers or consultants. So yes, there's been a huge, significant increase in solopreneurs, as we refer to them, and that could be as freelancers, that could be as consultants. But I do think after a certain point most people do tend to start hiring mm-hmm. well this is the interesting part maybe not start hiring but start working with other freelancers mm-hmm. or other yeah. consultants to build kind partners, of this mini network or yeah. partners so yeah it's definitely increased yeah. definitely. that's why it's so valuable with these kind of spaces uh, it was just a reflection yesterday I did a, a speaking gig and after a lot of people came up and a lot of people asked uh, five, I think five or six people asked me where is your office and f- in the back of my mind I was thinking well, some, sometimes it's on the beach. <laughs> this morning it was one of the Emirates. In the summer it's Sweden. But uh, it's still interesting because these were people in the corporate world and for them still very important that where is your office? I'm like, I mean, the so, question is also, like I said before, in Dubai everything is related to licensing yeah, and visas. Yeah, yeah. So the question then is, these freelancers, these consultants or these solopreneurs, where are they licensed mm-hmm. or where, are, where do they have their visas? Yeah. And this, I guess, will open up a whole grey box. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. this is definitely something which is, which, is, uh, which is prevalent in Dubai. And this is something which needs to be addressed and is being addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, slowly we're looking at new initiatives coming into play to support freelancers and freelancer visas. Um, so time will tell. It will. I think it is the evolution of what's going on here because I remember when we set up uh, our office in Media City in 2001 when it first opened and we used to have people asking us every day if they could buy our office off us because the, they were the first free zone which was the first time that we were allowed to do certain things. Um, and it was this idea because people were still measured by where their office was and that to do business in the UAE, you say, oh, well, I have an office in Dubai. People, oh, that's a tick in the box. Mm-hmm. The, so what is it that you do? But I think that this is evolving to say, well, yeah, you don't need a physical office, but you need to have representation somewhere. And it's shifted into not just the office, but are you legally allowed to do business here from a licensing perspective? Uh, and so it's very interesting. But and as you said, once you get that license, then it's a case of, well, I can't always do all my business in a coffee shop and I want to see other people. And with more and more of these corporate people becoming these one-man bands and so forth, there's, I guess there must be, in your opinion, and, and again, justified, there needs to be somewhere that we can all go. Yeah, community. Yeah, I would say, too, um, having the conversation with freelancers, they are getting much more edu- educated as well and more savvy where when they come in for a tour and I say, you know, I can't do business licensing, but I partner with people that can do business licensing. Um, They already are looking for space because they come in and they tell me my license is tied to Fujera or somewhere cheaper than Mm -hmm. Dubai, but I live around the corner and I need productive quality uh, workspace that I can walk to or I can get to. So I have noticed that also is that um, the freelancers that are seeking to work here and go through all of the licensing and, and, and everything, they themselves are taking it um, on another level of being educated and understanding they can have a license in a cheaper area, but they can find a co-working space that benefits um, the yeah. professional 
suddenly. I mean, I, I'm I'm completely I'm completely for freelancers right now in this current climate. It's very expensive to employ staff for a startup. It's, mm-hmm. it's it, it, especially if we're looking at the mainland of Dubai. You have visa costs. You have medical insurance uh, requirements. You have all of these additional costs. Which, it, which, which the startup or the entrepreneur needs to incur just to have one person sitting in an office yeah. working for them. So even if I look at the UK right now, it's a huge trend of working with freelancers rather than having full-time employment contracts. Mm-hmm. So this is the trend which, which, and this is probably my hot tip to be honest, it's better to work with freelancers than to hire someone. Mm-hmm. And maybe perhaps another podcast will go into employment in Dubai, but mm. there's things like end of service benefits, which are mandatory at the moment. And these things are huge liabilities for an employer. So as an entrepreneur and as a startup, I, I think the freelance community does really support the startup entrepreneur. Yeah. I agree. And, and I think it's really important for the economy here, because otherwise what this is then combating is this idea that, um, well, I can get five people in a different country, let's say the Philippines or India or wherever, I can outsource it there for the cost of one person on the ground here. Mm-hmm. But if I can actually work with other entrepreneurs who legitimately are allowed to do business here, then why wouldn't I do it? You know, mm-hmm. from, from my company perspective, but also from an economic perspective, for, from the government to say, well, better to invest the money in our country rather than exactly. sending it overseas. Yeah. And, but that, that then needs support. Right. There's got to be. There is. There is. There's, there is support. There are things you know being discussed at the top from a government level. They are you know aware of all these trends, mm-hmm. and definitely with the co-working and the whole incubator activities, there are things coming into place, which we hope is is positive for the economy. It takes time. It's, it's about opening up a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, Dubai is still relatively small. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about kind of opening up conversations between us as as facility and mm-hmm. and uh, ecosystem. Um, partners and the government as well and and hopefully we hope we're on the right track yeah yeah well, i yeah. think think so uh, interesting question just before we started record, recording you said something about um we were talking about the trend of co-working and how many options there were on the ground here and i think jessica you're saying that in the last week um there's been three three uh, new additions but can you just talk a little bit about that because that then the conversation went down an interesting track of of what it actually what has actually set up and why is it that they've set up under this brand of co-working but what do they actually do um can you can you talk a little bit more about that yeah i mean we've had a we, you know the, this goes back to the original question yeah. of what is a co-working space yeah. you know we've got facilities such as our facility in downtown which is really there we support in licensing we have the flexible workspaces whether it's a desk or a private office we have all of the educational program and the mentorship program and that's really what i would refer to as an incubator if we're looking at terminology um we we've seen spaces such as nest um, which is more focused on the space, and this is more of a um, of a, an area or a space where where members can sign up and they have access not only to work from but also to build their their network from a community, which is not so much focused on on licensing. And again, this is in a free zone. This is in the TCOM mm-hmm. free zone, whereas we are in the mainland of of Dubai. There's a lot of new concepts coming out, and also part of our concept is to build this network of co-working spaces or maybe not co-working spaces or workspaces, places where people can go. So this is probably an upgrade from Starbucks. You're not going on ordering a coffee and using the laptop for a few hours and being on your own on the table. 
This is about going into a space where you feel comfortable. You, it's a dedicated space for people to work from. You know that you have a chance to network with people. You know you have a chance to learn from other people. And this is something where you can go and meet people on a regular basis. It's not a cafe where people are going to keep changing every week. These are dedicated workspaces where you are actually going to feel comfortable. You know, everyone's going to know your name. or I mean, of course, it depends yeah. how social you well, are. Well, and to Barry's point earlier about, you know, the encouragement of working with many freelancers that are in Dubai versus outsourcing. That's what I get excited about of the, the big view of why we're doing this is if we as the support for entrepreneurs, the ecosystem builders all get together and streamline our resources, all of those freelancers, then their social capital and their networks grow locally and they can all keep building on projects, do projects as well. And um, and really, again, the economic development for Dubai and the surrounding areas is going to be a huge impact. Um, and then hopefully leading that, then the government can also see the, the benefit of mm-hmm. maybe adjusting some yeah. of the I mean, that's the a good point as well. I mean, in Dubai, we're seeing Dubai as this hub for the GCC. Mm-hmm. And a lot of head offices are moving out here. A lot of international companies are, are moving out there. And in the past 10, 15 years, yes, the big corporates, the big, huge uh, corporations have moved out here. But now we're seeing the small and medium businesses, or specifically the small businesses yeah. who are in the UK, who are in, U- in the US or Europe or wherever it may be. They are now saying, hey, we need a presence in Dubai yeah. um, to service Saudi, to service mm-hmm. Kuwait, to service the UAE. And they're choosing Dubai. And this goes into the whole uh, reason why Dubai is is mm-hmm. so successful, because it's good at attracting business owners and and um, people to do business here. I mean, I think it's great what you guys are doing. It's it's uh, it's really the future. And I, I, I need a space like this because, you know, sometimes sitting in Starbucks in Costa, you get a little bit like, you know, to meet like-minded people and, and, and discuss these things, you know. Yeah, but it's also very careful because, you know, uh, I don't really like using this term, but I, you know, a lot of people jump onto the bandwagon of co-working spaces. And it's really important that as, as you know, if we're talking to you as a potential member, it's important to remember, you know, how do you select where you should join? Yeah. It is very important that you join the right community. Mm-hmm. Of course, location is important. You want somewhere where you can easily get to, you can park. But it's important to get to the right community who you know you feel comfortable where you can give and you can also get back. I fully agree with that. Um, you know, not to segregate people, but right, if if you're in fintech, um, it would make much more sense for you to be in one, you know, a space that's mm-hmm. a fintech oriented or a tech space versus a marketing and arts and digital. Mm-hmm. Not that there's not cross pollination that can happen, but for the network you need to help your growth and, and to help others, it would make sense to at least have a base foundation. So yeah, yeah I agree yeah, with that. Definitely. So um, in, in terms of, of, of this episode, we're gonna, gonna look to, to wrap it up, but just as a final um, sort of talking point, you've already said that it's, it's evolved very quickly and, and, and into something. What do you guys actually see happening um, in the future? I know you both have lofty goals for, for what you're doing, but what realistically over the next 6, 12, 18 months, what do you see happening in the co-working space? And what are you going to make happen in the co-working space? Yeah, yeah. Perhaps is a better question. Uh, gentlemen first this time. <laughs> <laughs> to close I mean, out, we can I, do gentlemen I, first. 
I have had, I, I, you know, I've, I've always tried to make clear objectives for myself. And then I think that reflects onto, you know, any of the startups that I work with or, or this, you know, my own businesses. For me, over the next 18 months, I, I think six months is, you know, it's not much will happen in yeah. six months. But then again, we, we may be surprised. Definitely to open up a stronger conversation with the government, such mm -hmm. as the Dubai SME and the Economic Department, to help, you know, the things we've discussed today, that there is an influx of people who just need a space to work from. There is an influx of freelancers and consultants who are one-man bands. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of international companies, uh, sorry, expat foreign um, entrepreneurs who are, who are entering the market and they have ideas, amazing, amazing ideas, but they don't have the ecosystem support financially. Mm. I'm not talking about investment. That's something else. I'm talking about just the fact to start their business, to license their business and to be able to operate or at least test their idea. Mm. So we've, we've, you know, we've discussed, we've opened up conversation and, and Dubai SME and the economic department have made amazing strides to, to create initiatives to support GCC nationals and also Emirati nationals. And now we're, you know, for me, it's very important that we start this conversation with them to make it more accessible and affordable for, for foreign expat entrepreneurs to be able to do similar um, options. Yeah. yeah, I would say co-working is all about quality collision points. And so that's what we've committed to for our mission at Nest is to make it a quality collision point for local and international innovation to happen. Um, but I also see that for Dubai, which gets me really excited is, you know, to have innovation happen, you have to have people with diverse backgrounds and ideas to work on problems. Um, I get really excited being here because I see the potential for so many innovative breakthroughs if we can capture everyone coming through Dubai and, you know, um, if we can somehow get the, the transient part done of getting all of those people into a room to work on ideas um, and have some innovative breakthroughs, this is the place to do it. Nowhere else in the world is truly a global crossroads like this to... Um, have innovation like that happen. So this is the place for co-working to be those quality collision points that um, we can help entrepreneurs both locally and internationally. So that's what I'm excited for Fingers and I crossed. think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah. yeah, no, it sounds really interesting and, and it's something that hopefully we'll be able to do on the podcast is catch up with you again in, in say that sort of 12, 18 month period and say, hey, you know, we saw what you've done. What's next? Or, you know, what, what's how it held us up kind of thing. So, uh, guys, really appreciate you taking the time to come and speak with us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. Having us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.